chapter 8 of the book of Bamidbar begins Vaydeber Hashem and Moshe Lemar Taber Laron Vimatai Love Baharotchat Hanerot Emu Pne Hamenora Yairu Shivat Hanerot God spoke to Moshe saying, Speak to Aharon. Say to him, When you light the, the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light towards the body of the candlestick. So the eighth chapter begins with Moshe instructing Aaron about lighting the lamps, that is the menorah. The next verse is explicit. Vayas came Aaron, and Aaron did this. Aaron did this. He lit its lamps over against the body of the candlesticks. Kasher tziva shemet Moshe, as God had commanded Moshe. Then the Torah continues in the fourth verse, V'zem maseh ha-menorah mikshah zahav, ad yirecha, ad pircha mikshahi, kamareh shehera shemet Moshe, kenosat ha-menorah. This was the work of the candlestick. It was of beaten gold, from its shaft to its flowers. It was beaten work. According to the pattern which the Lord had shown Moshe, so he made the candlestick. So mikshah, in this particular translation, <coughs> is translated as beaten. Some understand this to mean of one piece. So here we have in chapter 8 of the book of Bamidbar, instructions about lighting the menorah. Of course the question can be raised, why over here, subtly, does the Torah tell us about the menorah. The menorah has been mentioned earlier, of course, in the book of Exodus, in describing the instructions to build the Mishkan, the Mishkan itself. It appears as well towards the end of the book of Vayikra. Uh, That's Vayikra chapter 24. There it's found... In the beginning of chapter 24, in the context of taking olive oil, uh, chapter 24, verse 1 of Vayikra, verse 2, Vayidabir Hashem Moshe Reimot, Sabbat B'nai Yisrael, V'yichui Lecha Shemen Zayet Zoch Katit Lama'ar, La'alot Ner Tamid. So there it says, command the children of Israel to bring pure olive oil, beaten for the light, to cause the lamps to burn continually. And the Torah says the menorah is lit, Michutz Leparochet, outside the uh, screen, Beomoed, inside the tent of meeting, in the holy, not the holy of holies, Yarochoto Aaron, Me'erevad Bokuf Hashem. Aaron should uh, order it from evening until morning before God continually, Tamid. And then in verse number four, Alha Menorah Torah, Yarochadero Etani Rod, Hashem Tamid. He shall order the lamps upon the pure candlestick before the God continually, tamid. So it's mentioned there as well that the purpose is lahalot ner tamid, and the section ends with the word tamid. Most of the rules of the menorah and its description, of course, are found in the book of Exodus. And suddenly, in Bamidbar chapter 8, we encounter the menorah again. So here it's actually interesting to note that the previous chapter, the long chapter 7, which describes in a very repetitious way 
the offerings of the various heads of the tribes. The purpose of this gift, says the Torah, uh, and the Torah calls specifically this gift of all the heads of tribes, Chanukat HaMizbeach, verse 84, Zot Chanukat HaMizbeach, Biyom Himoshach Oto. This was the dedication of the altar in the day when it was anointed by the princes of Israel. And then the Torah adds up all the various gifts that the heads of the tribes had given. And this is Zot Chanukat HaMizbeach, verse number uh, 88. Zot Chanukat HaMizbeach. This is the dedication, the Chanukah, of the altar. So the previous chapter is talking about the completion of the Mishkan, but the particular focus in the previous chapter, up to verse 88, is Chanukat HaMizbeach. The Mizbeach, of course, is the place where the offerings are brought. And one of the purposes of the Mishkan, certainly, is a place of sacrifice, is a place of service. Initially, sacrifice. Shlomo, King Solomon, expanded it to include not just sacrifice, but also, perhaps even primarily, a place of prayer. And in the prophetic writings, we have that as well. My house shall be a place of prayer for all the, all the nations. But fundamentally, it's a place of service. So that's the previous chapter. So the Nisiim were part of the dedication, the Chanukah, the dedication of the Mishkan, as a place of sacrifice, as a place of service. Now what is interesting is, that's the first, that's verse 88 of the previous chapter. Verse 89, the last verse of the previous chapter, is a curious verse. The verse is, Ubevo Moshe al-Omo'ed l'daberi to, v'yishmat ha-kol midaberi lo'av me'al ha-kaporet asher al-aron ha-edut, Verse 89 is, when Moshe was gone into the tent of meeting to speak with, uh, speak with him, was with God, he heard the voice, speaking to him, from off the covering that was upon the ark, the ark of testimony, between the two kruvim, and it spoke to him. So the last verse says that when Moshe would go into the tent of meeting, it's actually an interesting verse. The beginning of the book of Ayikra says that God called to Moshe from the from uh, the Oa Moed. It sounds like Moshe is not in the Oa Moed. This verse sounds like Moshe is in the Oa enters the Oa Moed to receive the instruction. And from where would God speak? God would speak from atop the ark. The kaporet is the covering of the ark between the two kruvim. Vayidaber elav. And Vayidaber will be God spoke to him, spoke to Moshe. So that verse, which is the last verse of the previous chapter, is saying something else perhaps about this Mishkan. The Mishkan is not just a place of service. The bulk of the chapter deals with these sacrifices and the offerings brought by the heads of tribes, Chanukat HaMizbeach. But the last verse says something very different. It's not about the Mizbeach, it's about the Aron. It's about the Ark and the Kaporet and the Kruvim. It's the place from which God speaks, Vayidaber Elav. And in fact, 
the, the next verse, which is the first verse of chapter 8, Vayidaber Hashem El Moshe Reimar, can even be read as an example of what God might say to Moshe when God speaks from atop the Kruvim to Moshe who enters into the Olmoed. And what follows is <coughs> a commandment concerning the lighting of the lamps, concerning the menorah. So we have the Mizbeach, which is the main focus of the previous chapter. And the last verse of the previous chapter is focused on the Ark, the place from which God speaks. The tabernacle, the Mishkan, is from where God speaks, from where God commands. And then we come to the, the menorah, which It talks about the lighting of the menorah. Now what's interesting is that when it comes to the menorah, the light, the light in God's house, and the menorah, if we understand the Oel Moed, the tent, the tent of meeting, the tent of encounter, as a place where God lives. It's God's house. And the objects in the house is, are God's furniture. So there's a table, and perhaps the ark is where God rests, and the Menorah is the light. The menorah is the demonstration that God is there. And interesting, in this little section over here in chapter 8, you have two words which dominate the section. One is the word ner, ha-nerot, once again ner, yairu shivat ha-nerot, once again ner, and the next verse, ha-nerot so we have the word ner, and the menorah, of course, the last word, but we also have another word, which is your iru, from the word or, to bring light. The, the uh, menorah should, should cast light, your iru, should give light. And later on, when the Torah describes the menorah, miksha, zahav, and the end of this little section, kamare asher hera, shemet Moshe, kenasa menorah, twice more we have the word lohair in a different, uh, in a different sense, kamare asher hera, says the Torah, this menorah was what God had shown Moshe when Moshe ascends the mountain. The Torah said, in the description of the vessels of the uh, Mishkan and the Mishkan in general, that Moshe was shown, as it were, the picture, the picture of the of, of, of the of the Mishkan. Specifically, over here, the Torah emphasizes that the Yoiru, that the Yoiru, the light cast by the Menorah, is Kamare Shehera Shebet Moshe. And it strikes me that what the Torah may be saying is the following. There is the dedication of the Mishkan as a place of service. There is a dedication of the Mishkan as a place of communication from which God commands us, instructs us. And then there's a third aspect to the dedication of the Mishkan, which is the menorah. And the menorah is about to find or to affirm the fact that God dwells amongst us the light is on in the house. Someone's there. But over here specifically that the light is the light that's here. 
but it's also a kind of transcendent light. The light which is shown is Kamara Shehera Shemet Moshe. What Moshe was shown, as it were, in the book of Exodus, is the heavenly temple, is the heavenly Jerusalem. The heavenly Jerusalem is the model for the earthly Jerusalem, the earthly temple. So here, the beginning of Baharotcha is a different element of this Mishkan. The Mishkan is being dedicated, and the emphasis in chapter 8 is it's dedicated as a space which allow God to dwell amongst us. At the same time, we have to have an appreciation of God's transcendence. Yes, there is the or present here, but that or present here is a reminder of the transcendent light, the light that Moshe was shown in the book of Exodus.